Thank you for tuning in to the Walk in Truth Radio Network. Stay tuned for an encouraging word from Pastor, Teacher Dr. James Sutton. Let's see what Pastor Sutton has to say to us today. I'm with my partner, and I want to welcome everyone who is listening today. Uh, normally, I'm with my partner, T. Drake. Um, she's may join us later, but right now she's not here. I just want to thank you guys for coming on. Uh, I won't be long today, um, but I I will get the conversation started. We'll have more conversations about this topic: seeds, weeds, flowers, and decisions. Um, today's a special day, very special day. Um, today's my birthday, and I thank God for 58 years of uh, being here. Um, I thank God that uh, I pray that I'm getting wiser. I'm praying that the knowledge that God is gracing me with, that I will be able to use it and share it with you guys. Um, whether you're secular or sacred, God's word is good for everyone. So, <clears throat> Today, I want to talk about uh, seeds. And some of you have listened to me before, and you can catch the rebroadcast on Walker Truth Radio Network uh, podcast, or just Google uh, search Walker Truth Radio Network, and you can listen to it again, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and Stitch. So, seeds. We all know that seeds are planted and things grow from them. But have you ever noticed that in a bag of grass seeds, they give the disclaimer that all the seeds may not produce the kind of grass that you want. So what ends up happening is you can't just by looking at something, tell what kind of seed it is if it's all grass, okay? Until you plant it and see what grows up out of it. Now, yeah, apple seed looks different from orange seed, but I'm talking about like grass seeds that produce weeds. And what ends up happening, you have to take the chance, plant it, and then see what comes up. Well, I want to tell you, you're going to get weeds, or you may get flowers or grass. So I'm going to use flowers. You may get weeds or flowers. Okay? So if you get weeds or flowers, then you have to decide what to do with them. But we know that most people don't want weeds. They want flowers. So how do we get flowers well the way we get flowers we have to understand that seeds are our decisions and in making a decision we come up with what we planted the bible tells us in galatians 5 that if we sow to the flesh we'll reap the things of the flesh if we sow to the spirit we'll reap the things of the spirit there's no problem with reaping the things from the flesh or the spirit. Either one, the spirit is obviously better. But what ends up happening, we sow unto our flesh and we get the consequences of what we sown. The Bible tells us whatever we sow, we shall also reap. That cannot be changed by words of affirmation. That cannot be changed by uh, religious affiliation. That cannot be changed by uh, economic status or social status. You will reap what you sow. And a lot of times what happens is we make bad decisions and we expect the universe 
to correct our bad decision and make it come up like flowers. But that's not how it works. We have to consciously, systematically, prayerfully, thoughtfully make better decisions. And what normally ends up happening when we make a decision is we'll make the decision in the moment, the flesh decision in the moment, and don't understand that it's like dropping a pebble in some still water. The concentric circles that it makes from the point of dropping the, the pebble in the water, and depending on how dense and heavy the, pedal, uh, the pebble is, then you'll see the circles get bigger and bigger and bigger and go out further and further and further. The heavier the rock, the decision that's dropped, the more ripple effect that it has throughout time. And what I've learned over these years, and this is just a matter of reflection that I do every year, what I've learned through my mistakes, not the mistakes of others, that when I used to make decisions, I was not prepared for the ripple effect. I was not prepared for the people that would it would infect, effect, and affect. I wasn't prepared for the ripple effect infecting others, affecting others, and dealing with their heart. So I made decisions in the moment, and they were bad decisions because the ripple effect was worse than the joy that I got out of the moment of making that decision. And what I mean by the joy of that, when we make decisions, a lot of times we make decisions to avoid something, to get something, to, to attain something. And, and you can make a decision to make a move, but you don't understand the ripple effect down the road. You can make a decision to be with someone, but you don't know the ripple effect down the road. And what we have to do is learn to pay attention to the signs the things we feel in our gut, the things we discover so that we can make better decisions. But one of the decisions that I'm just going to briefly talk about is that when we have children, at that point, not only are the decisions that we make for ourselves uh, isolated, now it has a definite impact on our children. And I think what we've done in America is We've taken lightly how our behavior, our decisions to run our life after we have children have an impact on them. Okay? Even in my own life. Uh, parenting is tough. But there are some decisions that I made throughout parenting that I wish that I had not made because I see the ripple effect. Whereas at the point I made the decision, it was all about me. And, and, and I want to go there for a second. Have you ever looked at it like the decisions you make are so selfish in nature? It's all about you. You know, in America, it's all about us. Self-esteem, self-accomplishment, self this, self that. And when we make these selfish decisions, they tend to have the greatest impact on other people. Because we forget or we put aside the fact that when we make this decision, it might benefit us in the moment but it impacts somebody else down the road. And then we're back to children. You know, we make decisions in the moment, you know, uh, and I can name a myriad of them, but just think about this. As a man or a woman, you have a child and you lived your life going out having fun. No problem. You are doing that for yourself, but then you have a child. Now, you could continue to run the streets Let's be honest. Come on, let's let's just be, let's talk. Grown folks talk. You can continue to run the streets, male or female, 
Or you could sacrifice that because, you know, doing that when you have children has an impact on them. Well, how does it have an impact on them? I've seen that have an impact on children in a very negative way. And it never has a positive impact on them. Because what ends up happening, that seed that you plant that it's okay to run the street and put off your responsibility and your parenting, a lot of times those kids see that as the example for their parenting. Where you might have done it just a little bit, but you never know how that seed is going to grow and multiply. It's funny thing about seeds. It's one seed, but it may grow tenfold, a hundredfold, a thousandfold. You don't know the seed that you plant. Like I say, that ripple effect, that's, that, that, that circular effect that it has, you don't know how it ripples throughout time, and you don't know how big it will become. And guess what? I found out you don't have control over it. Nope. You don't have control over what you planted how it will come up to grow and how it will come back to boomerang to you. That thing turns into weeds and it's, and it's, and it's now it's like throughout everybody that you deal with, you know, and then what happens when that seed grows up to be the weed that you don't want, you're wondering, well, how did it get like that? If you look back at it, you played a big part in that. You played a big part in the fact that that seed, that grew, that weed that grew up and became a weed that you thought was going to be a flower, you fertilized it with the things that weren't good. But you thought that you were doing okay. You figured, hey, no problem. I can do both. I can run the streets and raise my child. And then your child ends up running the streets way more than you. And then they have a child and they decide to run the street. And then you're sitting at home as the grandparent and they're dropping them off at your house. And then you're wondering, well, why aren't you taking care of your kids? Why aren't you taking care of your kids? And they look at you real crazy and say, well, you did the same to me. Boo, y'all. You, you didn't think about what you were doing had an impact on them. You see? And that's what I'm talking about. Relationships. Man, it's the decisions we make. I've made a lot of bad decisions. Okay? So I'm not talking about you doing things wrong. I'm talking about all of us need to sit back and think again before we make a decision. You know, the, the saying is we think long, we think wrong. I, I'm going to throw that out. We need to take a double take because if it's so about what's right now, if it's so about the moment, we need to, if we can, for those of us who can think beyond today, think about the ripple effect that it has will it grow up to be a weed or a flower you can make good decisions and your good decisions will have good outcomes eventually maybe not in the moment maybe a sacrificial decision may hurt at the moment but in the long run it's worth it you know we say it when we go to the gym no pain no gain athletes work from that premise that they have to sacrifice time friends uh, and other things so they can prepare for the event. They're making a conscious decision to put an effort in to sacrifice so that the flower of their of their labor will come up. But if they don't sacrifice when they make the decision to be lazy, when they make the decision not to work out, when they make the decision not to show up for beatings, when they make the decision not to do what that goal is required, there's no reason for them to expect the flowery outcome. They're going to get weeds. And it is amazing to me how people 
knowingly plant these weed seeds and expect an outcome that's flowers. That's almost like insanity. That's insanity. Because in the moment, you're just doing what you want to do. Well, I'm going to sleep in. Well, the Bible says, the word, well, the Bible says, early bird catches the worm. You know, early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. These are proverbial sayings that there is some truth in them that we need to pay attention to. So as I go through my life, as you go through your life, you're going to make decisions today. You're going to make decisions. Some of them will have a small effect. It'll just be about you. It, will, it won't impact other people. But some of the decisions that you may make today will have a lasting impact throughout life. I'll give you another one. I'm running to a lot of people in, their, in my age group that doesn't understand finances. And what they tell me normally is their parents didn't teach them that. Now, ripple effect. Their parents were living life doing their thing. Their parents never sat down with them to teach them how to manage money. Now, their parents are gone or they're elderly. And you can see the fruit of their uh, uh, not knowing, which meant, meant that their parents didn't teach them. So they didn't know what to teach the next generation. And now it just perpetuates that decision at some point, whether it was at the parents or the grandparents level, not to teach the next generation that skill, that learned skill has 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 uh, damaged, halted, uh, brought to a standstill, grew up as weeds because now you got the third generation of children who don't know how to manage their finances. Okay, now, did it make a difference? Yes. Is it the end? No. Because what we have to do now is say, now that I have been impacted, infected, affected, and affected by a decision of someone else in the past, and now it's my turn. What are you going to do to not have that seed that grew up as a weed continue to impact you in that area of life? You see, you can't just ride on that. You can't keep talking about why you didn't get the silver spoon. You didn't get the, you didn't get the last cookie. You didn't get the bicycle. You can't keep using those excuses to not take control of your life and make a good decision at that moment. If that is your problem, if you don't have, I'm using an example of finances, if you have trouble with your finances and how to pay bills, then you need to sit under somebody and learn. So now you have, have nullified the weed, planted a good seed, and now, yeah, there are some decisions financially that you're going to make that you're going to have to live through its gestation period. You're going to have to live through its sprouting. But now you planted a good seed in good soil about your finances. And now what I see is when you start, whatever day you start, you can start right now in whatever decision you make. Okay. But we're using the finances example. You can start doing better now. And eventually that decision to do better with your finances will grow beyond the weeds of the seeds that were planted generations ago. You can make a good decision today and change your trajectory. You don't have to go in that direction just because you've been affected by the decisions of somebody else or even your own bad decision. Maybe you made a bad decision yesterday that you can make a better decision today that that bad decision yesterday might not have an impact on you. 
that you make better decisions. And what happens, the trees grow up versus the weeds. Have you ever noticed things about trees? And I was thinking about this. No matter how many weeds are, the trees still end up growing higher than the weeds. And then eventually if the tree is big enough and healthy enough, and we're going to call the tree the good decision. Have you noticed around most trees, as the tree gets bigger and stronger and the roots even start coming up out of the ground, that around the tree, there are very few weeds because the tree provides the shade where the weeds don't fit, get the sustenance of the sun and it uses all the nutrients in the ground. And there's always some blank spots around the tree. Always. And the bigger the tree, the, the bigger the base, the more you see the fact that there is no weeds around them. Yeah, it may be a few here and there, but it's not covering the tree. It doesn't stop the tree from growing. So and that's what I'm saying. If you make better decisions that are tree decisions, it will grow bigger than your weeds, where as the tree doesn't even care about the weeds. The tree becomes a tree. It bears the fruit. It continues to grow upward and outward and upward and outward. I have a big oak tree in front of my house that is huge, that literally drops acorns on the top of my house that belongs to the city, but they won't come cut it back. But I remember when I was a kid that this tree didn't even seem big, but now it is huge. And the grass has been torn up. They have come and laid all kinds of things around it, but the tree keeps going because when you make better decisions, they tend to go deeper and anchor themselves into the ground. So what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying this. Today, decide for yourself to start making better decisions because they have an impact. Don't keep blaming your past. Oh my God. People always making excuses. Like I said, they didn't get this. They didn't get that. And they keep making bad decisions in that area because of what they didn't have. But you are grown now. Make a decision to learn. You don't have to hide your ignorance in that uh, uh, space by being loud, obnoxious, boisterous, complaining, making excuses. Make a change. You know, don't always start off your, your conversation with what you can't do and what you haven't learned. And, and you know, the, wanna, wanna make a decision now that, that you're going to do the best that you can and you're never going to put yourself down before you talk. So many people, and some of you may do this, have you ever been asked to do something and you'll give, you're about to do it and then you'll give the reason why you're not prepared, why you're not qualified, why you're trying to lower the bar of expectation on people so you won't have to perform. Why are you doing that? You're making a decision that has a ripple effect through the through the minds of the people that you are not prepared. So why should I listen to you? You're going to tell me why you're not prepared and then you're going to tell me the subject matter or teach me something. You don't want to learn nothing from somebody who just tells you how much they don't know. Just get up, trust God and make the good decision to teach what you know, tell what you know. If you've been given that assignment, you don't have to put yourself down to bring yourself up. You don't have to bring yourself all the way down and then try to build yourself up. Because a lot of people listen to you have just saw the, the, the difference between what you just said, the hypocritical statement, the, 
I don't know what I'm doing. I really don't understand this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Well, thank you. You just told me you don't know what you're about to tell me. So you know what? Your decision to talk to me will have an effect on me. And you just warned me that you don't know what you're talking about. See, it's in subtle things. It's in little things. It's in our diet and what we eat. It's in our finances. It's in our friends. It's in our associates. How do we deal with people in general? Do you deal with people by the fruit of the spirit? Or are you always leaning to your flesh, which is all about you? Are you trying to reach out to others? Is it all about you getting your bag? Is that is that that's what make you happy in life? To get the things that you want. Let me tell you a secret. Getting the things that you want are okay. But you know what's better? Helping others get what they want. Helping others get what they need. Because think about this. If your focus sometimes, not all the time, is about helping others, then think God will give you not only what you need to help them, but you, what you need to help yourself. He loves a cheerful giver. Now, I'm not talking about money. I may be time. It may be a kind word. So when you give a kind word, I, I've watched this. When you give a kind word, that kind word has a ripple effect through time. And somehow or another, you saw a kind word and you will receive the harvest of kind words. You will receive a harvest of the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, self-control. You will receive those things when you are able to plant those things. So I think about it as I reflect on my 58 years, all the bad decisions I made. Yes, a lot of them, too many to even name in every aspect of life because perfection is not needed in Christ. Because he's perfect. But in Christ, what you'll learn is there's a surpassing knowledge that you could have of Christ, which is rooted and grounded in his resurrection, which is fueled by the Holy Spirit that is deposited in each saint, no matter how many bad decisions they made. And he loves you enough that he died for your sin. And he gives you all that as a gift. And now you have the capacity where you maybe not had it before. And the Bible teaches you didn't have the capacity to do good relative to someone else. Good. But the level of holiness, no. But now that you're in Christ, all that you need to know to do good, to learn to do good, make better decisions for your family, your friends and your associates and your co-workers and yourself are in the knowledge of Jesus. In the knowledge of Jesus, being in Christ you have the ability to make better decisions. And sometimes the better decision may hurt at the moment. It's called sacrifice. It's called suffering. But you'll see the ripple effect of the suffering. Jesus saw the ripple effect of his suffering. He said, not my will. He refused to be selfish. He said, but let your will be done. He understood the great sacrifice that he had to make for all those who would believe. And he did. Even the thief on the cross said, if you be God, why don't you come down? 
That was a temptation, last minute temptation to not complete the mission that will give us a right relationship with God. But the ripple effect of his decision has lasted for over 2,000 years that you and me can make the best decisions to come to Christ and get saved and therefore begin the journey of making better decisions by what we know of him. There is a surpassing knowledge that you can have. And then there's a knowledge of the world, which is fine for the world. But even Paul, the great Pharisee, the man with the pedigree, the power and the privilege and the position said, I counted all as rubbish for getting to know the relationship, having the experience of knowing the power of his resurrection and his righteousness that can only be attained by and through faith. So you plant the seed in good soil and, the, and it's going to grow up to be a flower. And it makes no difference how many weeds you got. Trust me, I have more than you. But when God enters into your life and gives you the seed of the gospel, it will never come back void. It might not grow at the moment, just like most seeds. There's a time where it sits and germinates. But when that gospel hits you and you begin to see what Christ has done for you and your impending doom of hell, you will accept him, trust him, and the seed of the word of God will be germinated in you and the Holy Spirit will grow up through you and you'll find yourself attached to the true vine that produce the fruit of the Spirit in your day-to-day -day life. Decisions. Decisions are like seeds. Weeds are flowers. You determine that. You determine that. How you deal with your children, how you deal with your co-workers, you determine that. But Pastor, I don't know. Start making better decisions today. Whether you are saint or not, the principle of what you sow, you shall always reap is a principle of God that cannot be changed. Just like his goodness and kindness cannot be changed. So yes, you have to have a changed mind, which is repent, metanoia. You'd have to say to yourself that, you know what? I want to make better decisions. But how do I? Well, you know, you have to come through the one who was willing to die for all of the decisions, especially one Adam and Eve made, to give us reconciliation back to the God of all wisdom and all knowledge and all power. You can make a better decision today. I want to encourage you. Make a better decision today. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what they say. I don't care what you've been through. You can make a better decision today. And you want to know something? All decisions have consequences. They're going to grow up to be something. But consequences in themselves are neutral. We In the Western world, we think a consequence is bad. But a consequence is neutral. It just depends upon you because a decision that you make 
even if it's a bad one, may affect me to do something that's positive. But you don't want to keep making bad decisions and believing that some good will come out of it, okay? What you want to make is good decisions and deal with the consequences of those decisions. And you can make it right now. And I'm stressing now because you don't know if you'll have the next breath. I don't know if I have the next breath. So I made a decision to come on and do this today. And I pray that it has the effect, effect, and infect the people who are listening, the people who are listening to the podcast and the rebroadcast. Share it with somebody. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be blessed. I want you to be at peace. I want you to start thinking beyond yourself. I want you to see the beauty of what God has given us in your life. You are important. You do make a difference. Don't let nobody tell you otherwise. If you hear this, see this, then God is really trying to reach out to you and say, follow me. Pick up your cross of all your bad decisions and follow Jesus. Whether you believe or you don't believe, that's on you. That's a decision. But think about it. The Bible says that he died for us while we were still yet sinners. You don't need to get right to come to God. You didn't need to believe right and believe in Jesus to come to God. And we'll leave the getting right, the changing you, the behavior and all of that to you, the Holy Spirit and God and the people that are godly around you to help guide you through the process. Yes, it's a relationship and you can experience the power of God in your life. Romans 1, I think about 18, it says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God, the change of God, the seed of God unto salvation. So I want you to have the power to make better decisions. And one of the greatest ways to start is come to Jesus. Realize that you're born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And that was not a decision of your own. But on top of that, you piled on some bad decisions and you deserve the wrath of God. But God, who is rich and merciful, wanted to give us a way back. And it's through his son. And it's given to us by grace. Our righteousness is not a righteousness of our own, but it's imputed. We have a vicarious relationship to his death because we were baptized into it so that we may be a partakers in his powerful resurrection. That's a great decision he made that has an impact on all of our lives, the sacred and the saint and the secular. So I want you to go today, decide today, right now, to make better decisions. That impact not only you, but other people around you. This is Pastor Jay of Walk Truth Radio Network. I always want you to be encouraged, blessed, and at peace. And always remember, walk in the truth of the Lord. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. If this message has been a blessing to you, consider donating on your favorite platform. You can donate by looking in the description box and picking your favorite platform of choice, Venmo, Cash App or PayPal. Continue listening. And your prayers are needed, welcomed and appreciated.
Would you like to try meat that is smoked to perfection? Then Mr. P's Smoked Meats is the place for you. You can get ribs, turkey, chicken or salmon. Just contact Mr. P at 314-324-1532 and place your order for the best smoked meats in town. You will be glad you did. Thank you for your business.